from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to have you in the building this morning. Appreciate you listening into the show. How are you in the building? Well, because you're right on the airwaves on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That's MixL as in Larry, R as in Roger. MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you haven't become a member, do so now. It's free and easy. And you get an opportunity to connect with the show every single time we go live by getting emailed. And all you have to do is click on your email to listen to the show. And you can chat with me in the live chat room. We are on Facebook 24-7 as well as Twitter and Instagram. Facebook's at WakeUpCallDT. Twitter is at CallDT. And Instagram is at WakeUpCall underscore DT. So make sure you hop on there. And follow us there as well. You can get everything in one place on wakeupcalldt.com along with the Right Now page, which is right at the top of wakeupcalldt.com. You can see that tab. That is over 500 written articles that you can read right now, anytime. And we will get into one of them this morning here in just a moment. And on the home page, you can listen into the live feed on MixLR on wakeupcalldt.com, so you can catch MixLR there. You can also download the RSS feed. You can get the downloadable app powered by Podbean, and you can get the iTunes podcast. And at the bottom of the homepage, in any page on wakeupcalldt.com, you'll have links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to be able to connect with the show. So make sure that you do that. Hopefully you had a great weekend. The snow has ceased it has stopped. We had hope. We're hoping forever. So in this, <laughs> I know a lot. Of, a lot of people are saying, "Please never again." But hoping for 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 now that the snow is gone, and we'll take a little look here at the forecast. I'm going to do that while I'm while I'm on the air with you right now. Let's take a look at what it looks like. Oh, Jacksonville is what I have up on my forecast. They're looking pretty. They're a little cloudy today, but they're going to be sunny and partly sunny. All throughout the week, around 80 degrees. Orlando right now is looking at about, what is this? It's thunderstorms and about 82, 83 the high today. Then they'll be back to partly sunny and sunny. 84 all the way to 82. They'll be going back and forth. It's raining in St. Augustine. In Syracuse this morning, it is a sunny 45 degrees. The sun will not cease all day long, folks. We had a Saturday, which was all blue skies. We had a Sunday, which was all blue skies. And we're looking to have a Monday, which is all blue skies as well. We will go into 66, then the 50s, then back to 67 by Friday. Then we'll head to the 40s, and then back to 54 on Monday. So we're going to go up and down, but today we're looking at a high of 67. So this might be a shorts day for me. Who knows? We'll have to... We'll have to see where the day takes us, folks. But very excited that the weather is nicer here in Syracuse, and I hope that you're all having a great day. We have a lot to talk about this morning, so let's hop into the morning menu right now. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu, that is... 
Live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. The morning menu right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, the sweet sounds of the morning menu. And let's jump into today, Monday, April 23rd, 2018. We're going to start off the conversation with Tyus Battle discussing the decision that he has made over the weekend to enter the draft but not hire an agent. I got a lot to say about this. We're going to get into that in just a moment. And then after that, to carry us through the rest of the show, I haven't spoken with you about the NFL schedule yet, so we're going to do that. I got some games that I've circled throughout the NFL for the weeks that we got going on, weeks 1 through 17. I got the schedule in front of me this morning. The NFL is an accredited member of the NFL uh, media member that is we they we get sent information and when everything gets released we get sent it in very very nice and concise form so i want to thank the nfl for that we will get into that in just a little bit here i will tell you the games that i am looking forward to especially something very very important to me about week seven of the nfl this year so we'll discuss that in just a little bit as i am excited Excited about what's to come in week number seven, and I'll tell you why in just a little bit. So we'll break down week by week what games I've circled on my calendar that you should circle on yours, and then we'll go through each of the 32 team schedules, and I'll tell you whose schedule looks pretty nice. We'll have to put a ranker together and say who looks to have gotten a good shake out of the schedule. I know what some people are saying around the country. We'll take a conversation about that in just a little bit, which I am very excited about. So here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, let's hop into the discussion on, first and foremost, Tyus Battle and what's going on with Tyus. So he decided to hire an agent. Uh, This was on Friday, April, or pardon me, not hire an agent. Oh my gosh, I probably just made a bunch of people lose their mind. I'm sorry. That's not true. (laughs) Ha ha. April Fools. I gotcha. Because it's 22 days late, which makes it even better of an April Fool's Day because you weren't ready for it. But no, he did not hire an agent, but he put his name in the NFL draft. So I I feel like there was a collective heart attack around Syracuse fans' homes in this moment. I am sorry. I (laughs) didn't mean it. So Tyus Battle has not hired an agent, but he is exploring the NBA. And that's okay. He's done this before. I want fans to understand he did this last season, okay? He did this before. So everybody that's losing their minds, oh my God, Tyus is definitely leaving. We're losing one of our best. How am I going to live? How am I going to sleep at night? What am I going to be able to do with myself? Tyus Battle did this last year, okay? He did this last year. So, Syracuse Orange shooting guard, let's jump into it. Coming off of his sophomore season, has declared for the NBA draft, but has not hired an agent as of now. I can personally confirm this from speaking with sources close to the situation that I trust. Because it's, I mean, when it comes out and you see it, this, there, and wherever, I like to confirm it with my sources close to the situation. Because my sources are mine. And to quote someone else's sources that I don't know is to potentially quote a janitor that thought he heard something. It could be quoting someone who speaks to birds. I have no idea. So, and it could, or just could be somebody trying to get clicks on their website. 
So for me, when it comes to big time situations and it comes to, you know, any story big or small as, as that goes, I mean, not just the big time, you know, I like to confirm with my sources, which I did. And then I released the story. So no surprise here, at least not from my point of view, that he is testing the waters of the NBA draft combine. After his freshman season, he did the same thing. You can gather info. This is a new rule of the NBA that I actually like that that went into place within the last couple of years here. And that is that the NBA allows you to go and put your name in the NBA draft in order to potentially get an invite to the combine and then work out for a bunch of teams in Chicago in the middle of May and maybe have some individual talks with teams. I think you could talk to two teams individually. They can work you out. And if you if you haven't hired an agent, I think you can talk to two teams individually and then you can work out for everybody at the Combine. So the NBA allows you to do all these things. Hear from NBA scouts, talk to NBA scouts, have some private workouts. I believe, like I said, there's two if you don't hire an agent. And you can work out in front of almost the entire NBA, if not the entire NBA, at the NBA Draft Combine in Chicago, Illinois in the middle of May. And then still go back to college basketball if you don't hear what you want and if it's not working out the way that you want it to work out. So... If it was me, I would do this every year. Hell yeah. Why the heck not? If I'm Tyus Battle, I'm going there after my freshman season. What do you guys think? I'm going there after my sophomore season. What do you guys think? I, you know, I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get information and gather as much as humanly possible that I can take in because I want to know what's going on. I want to know what people are thinking about me, what I'm doing, where I'm at. I want people to give me a feel for that absolutely i want to know what's going on yeah baby yeah because it only helps me make my decision and the thing is in the past you had to go to the nba blindly right you had to just try for the best you, you went off of things that you were that, that were coming to you from sometimes credible sources sometimes not and you were just taking a shot in the dark. If you declared for the NBA draft, then you declared for the NBA draft. You couldn't declare for the NBA draft and come back after working out at the combine. Now you can do that. Now you can say, you know what? I think coming back to college is going to be okay for me. I think I need another year. I think I want to learn a little bit more. And that's okay. And that's perfectly fine. I love that the NBA does this. You're not going to hear me say that I love that the NBA does a lot of things, but I do love that the NBA does this because it allows kids to get a genuine firsthand account of what scouts think of them. And I think that that is extremely valuable to them making their decisions instead of taking a shot in the dark. And let's say they didn't have this. Tyus declares for the draft. He gets drafted 45th, no guaranteed money. He ends up in the G League, and he's not doing much anything, and he's right there with Darius Beasley. That's not what he wants. So, I can't fault him for making the same decision he made last year, which is gaining knowledge on what NBA scouts think of him. He can get updated information and... Compare that to last year. Hopefully he took notes, him and his family, his father and whatnot. I know his father's very involved, Gary. So get information, match it to the information you got last year, make an overall decision. What happens from here is going to be interesting because the draft is fluid. He gets good feedback, he hires an agent, he leaves. 
he gets so-so feedback, or they, they'd say, you know, listen, we'll draft you, but we're not going to draft you high. We're not drafting you in the lottery. We're not drafting you in the top 20. Then he comes back and he works on his game a little bit more, and he leaves as a junior. To say he's leaving or not leaving Syracuse University right now is throwing a prediction with little weight into the wind. Okay? Anybody that tells you, I know for a fact, for a fact, that Tyus Battle is leaving. No, they don't. They want you to click on their website. It's clickbait. That's all it is. That is all it is. I can almost, I can like 99% guarantee that that's what that is. Because somebody's going to be right. Every, you know, every squirrel gets his nut at some point. But the truth of the matter is the reality of things are that this is a fluid situation. Tyus Battle has declared for the draft but has not hired an agent, which means he's gathering information. So to every fan that went ape, you know what, crazy, please understand he didn't say he was leaving. He said he wanted to gather information. And you can't fault a man for wanting to gather information. I would want to gather information, okay? For certain, I would want to gather information. Absolutely. So, he, that's what he, I mean, that's what this decision is. I'm not hiring an agent. I'm putting my name in the NBA draft. That is saying, I want to know where my stock is right now. If he hired an agent, that would mean that he is almost certain that he's in great shape, and there's no way for him to come back to Syracuse. So the sky is falling individuals that are out there. Please leave the man alone and understand that, number one, it's his decision, not yours. Number two, if you're a true fan, you will not disrespect him. Don't disrespect him. Because that that is something that you can't... you got to understand something. There's guys that I believe have been pushed out of Syracuse because of how people have treated them. There are guys that I don't think would have come back even if they potentially wanted to, Michael Carter-Williams, Tyler Ennis, because of the way that they were treated by people that say they're a part of the fan base, but fans don't act like fools. Fans are educated. Fans stand by you no matter what. Fans are positive, appreciate, and if they're critical of their team, they're constructive, never destructive. The people that go on message boards and say, F. Tyus Battle, listen, (laughs) here's the funny thing. You're mad because you don't want to lose them. You keep talking like that, you might lose them. So you may be the bearer of your own bad news. You may be the reason why. You know, they ever say to you that if, if you worry, if you worry and worry, worry in a relationship, she's cheating, she's cheating, she's cheating, she's cheating, she's cheating, she's cheating. Some girls just go out and cheat and be like, look, now you're right. Because they can't deal with you anymore. And I'm not saying it's right on their side, but I'm saying the truth of the matter is, if you push somebody and push them 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 and push them, and they don't come back, you created your own storm. You made your nightmare a reality. I want to read some of the comments here. Tyus was great for us, but let's be honest, it's not like he totally dominated the competition. He's a good college player, not a great one. The ones who successfully play in the NBA are the great ones. Guys like Bagley. Boy, just reading through this. (laughs) I think he'll go to the G League like every other SU star. 
And then somebody responded, every other SU star in recent years, Wesley Johnson, Deion Waiters, Tyler Ennis, you you do you, big homie, to Tyus Battle. Good luck on whatever happens. Deion Waiters and Tyler Ennis are both warming the benches, this person responded. He said, you said G League, my guy. They're still in the NBA, correct. And then this guy responded, yes, but they're household names. Or, yes, but are they household names? No, they're not. Could they maybe have improved by staying with Syracuse? Probably. The thing is, you almost see any—you almost never see any SU players become really good NBA players aside from Carmelo because the zone doesn't prepare them to play defense. Well, there was Billy Owens and Derek Coleman, and John Wallace had longevity, and Hakeem Warwick had longevity. So I think there's other players besides Carmelo that have been successful. Let's continue. <laughs> and then he said, "This guy said this isn't about any of the valid points you just brought up. This was about you saying they go to the G League." You do make valid points, but you can't argue that your first statement was, and it's the poop emoji. So, and then somebody else put, waiters signed a $52 million contract. So what is this guy even saying? And then some other people are saying, good luck. We hope you come back. Nothing but love here. Test the waters. Somebody else put, no one wants a good free education these days. Shake my head. And then somebody else said it's still free if he goes to the draft. And that's true. Whether he goes to the draft or he doesn't, his education is free no matter what. It's not like he goes to the draft. He has to pay for the last two years. Some people need to read before they write. I think we all need a proofreader, and people need to realize that not everybody's a reporter. So to look down here, Johnny Flynn signed a contract. That's very true. We're behind you, Tyus, all the way. I like that. Sorry to see you go. Best of luck. And then another person said, folks don't understand the process. I see that he can improve shooting ball handling, but go for it. And then somebody put, have to love, quote-unquote, fans getting so angry because a kid decides to follow his dream instead of doing what they want him to do. I'm going to favorite that one. I love that. This is crazy. This is just crazy. And it's a thing. I mean, it is, though. It's about education. Again, not everybody is a reporter. People like to think that in the world we live in today with social media, that everybody and their mother is a reporter. And everybody knows everything about anything. And, you know, and that's fun if you're playing Nintendo pretending to be a reporter. But when you actually get an education and you have 15 years of experience, then come talk to me about reality. And the reality of it all is if you say for certain that Tyus Battle's going, you're lying to people. If you say for certain that he's not going, you're lying to people. Because until we see what happens between May 16th and May 20th in Chicago, Illinois, at the NBA Draft Combine, there are no definitive answers. No decisions being made. He is not hiring an agent going to the Combine to gather information. If he likes what he gets, there's a good chance that he's going to go. If he doesn't like what he gets, he's going to come back. That is the fact of the matter. So people that are asking me, Dan, what is Tyus Battle going to do? Tell me right now or else. I can't tell you right now. If you want me to lie to you, I could tell you. 
I will look you straight in the eye and say, there is no truth to this statement. There is no definitive answer, but because you won't shut up, this is whatever, you know, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to discredit myself and tell you what he's going to do. Again, clickbait. If you click on a website that says Tyus Battle is staying, unless they know and they've spoken, why the hell would he, why would, why would he go into the draft combine and not hire an agent if he was staying for sure? Just to gather information, right? But what if that information is high on Tyus Battle? What if Tyus Battle goes to the Combine and he skyrockets up? Remember Malachi Richardson? Remember is Malachi leaving or not? And then he went to the Combine and didn't even have to do the drills and certain workouts because privately people were talking to him and they loved him? The draft combine is going to decide whether he comes back or not. Not me, not you, not Bob, not Joe, not Samantha, not Stacy, not Steve, not Peter, not Joan, not Meredith. Nobody's going to decide except for Tyus Battle once he hears what people have to say. And that might be the answer that you don't want, but it's the truest answer that I can give you and anybody can give you at this point. Battle will have until Monday, June 11th to take his name out of the NBA draft if he decides to return to Syracuse. So, reality of it all is Tyus Battle is not making any decisions until at least May 20th, and then from there, he has until June 11th. So it is today, April 23rd. Right? He's got a month and a half you got a month and a half before he has to make a decision. He has to make a decision by Monday, June 11th, okay? By Monday, June 11th. You can call it the Tyus Battle Watch. <laughs> God bless me. Every once in a while, I have a live radio sneeze, and I love it. Because it shows you that it's real. <laughs> so today is Monday, April 23rd, correct? So that's one... So that's a week from the 30th, and then the 7th, so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We have 7 weeks until Tyus Battle has to make a decision. Can you last that long? I don't know. That I don't know. I hope so. We have 7 weeks until Tyus Battle can make a decision. 7 Mondays from now is when he has to make his mind up. And until then, it's the guessing game. It's the hurry up and wait. But again, he did this last year. Okay? He got information last year. He gained knowledge. He got information last year. Now, I want to look at who's in the draft right now. Okay? If we did a little we did a little mock draft for the NBA for 2018 to give you a little thought here on what's going on i like the mock drafts that, that do both rounds it's always helpful now i haven't done a mock draft yet but we're looking at some of the guys that that are in here right deandre ayton from arizona we, there's players from overseas mind you as well from slovenia and slovenia and, and all these other places just so you know but marvin bagley the third from duke Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State, Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri, Mo Bamba from Texas, Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke, Mikael Bridges and Trey Mikael Bridges from Villanova, Trey Young from Oklahoma, 
Kevin Knox from Kentucky, Colin Sexton from Alabama. There's a lot of guys out there, right? Lonnie Walker the fourth from Miami, shooting guards. Okay, same position as Tyus Battle. Lonnie Walker the fourth is out there from Miami. Gary Trent from Duke. Troy Brown from Oregon. Shake Milton from SMU. Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. Hamadou Diallo from Kentucky. Those guys are all out there, right? Other guards, Colin Sexton, Trey Young. There's a bunch of guys that are out there right now. Bunch of guys. And if we look at, the draft is only taking 60 guys. That's what they do every single year. It's only 60. To take a look if in the first two rounds from some of the other mock drafts that some of the, one of the mock drafts that I like going to, I think they put things to, together pretty well. Just to get a feel for this, there is no Tyus Battle. So you got to remember who's in the draft, right? Because teams are going to take, it's not just shooting guard. Some teams are going to take best available player, right? DeAndre Ayton's out there from Arizona, like I said. Marvin Bagley, the third Duke. Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State. By the way, two of those top three have been interviewed on Wake Up Call this year. Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri. Trey Young, Oklahoma. Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. Mo Bamba from Texas. Mikael Bridges from Villanova. Colin Sexton from Alabama. Kevin Knox from Kentucky. Miles Bridges from Michigan State. Lonnie Walker the fourth from Miami. Kyrie Thomas from Creighton. You're just going down the line here. Gary Trent Jr. from Duke. Troy Brown from Oregon. Dante DiVincenzo from Villanova. Trayvon Duval from Duke. Grayson Allen from Duke. Jalen Brunson from Villanova. Aaron Holiday from UCLA. Kata Bates-Diop from Ohio State. Devontae Graham from Kansas. Keenan Evans from Texas Tech. Like I said, Shake Milton from SMU. Bruce Brown from Miami. Hamadou Diallo from Kentucky. Malik Newman from Kansas. Jacob Evans from Cincinnati. DeAnthony Melton from USC. Jalen Hudson from Florida. Jalen Adams from St. Bonaventure. There's a bunch of guys out there. This is a stacked draft. Okay? Tyus Battle's not getting picked before Aiton, Bagley, Jackson, Porter, Young, Carter, Bamba, Sexton, both of the Bridges, Knox, Walker, potentially, Trent, DiVincenzo, Duval, Duval, Brunson. He's not getting picked before those guys this year. More than likely, unless things change in, in the combine. But these are names that are, these guys are going to go. Okay? The NBA drafts on potential. They draft, that's why I'm surprised Grayson Allen's in the first round in these mock drafts. But they draft on potential. DiVincenzo's coming off of a national championship. Brunson's coming off of a national championship. Duval spent a half a second in Duke. Trent spent a half a second in Duke. Bagley spent a half a second in Duke. Jaron Jackson spent a half a second in Michigan State. Michael Porter spent a half a second in Missouri. Trey Young spent a half of a half of a half of a millisecond in Oklahoma. Wendell Carter Jr., half of a second at Duke. Bamba, half of a second in Texas. Sexton, half of a, half of a minute 
in Alabama, half of a second of a minute. The whole Kentucky franchise, a half of a half of a half of a millisecond in Kentucky. The NBA drafts on potential. And I know Tyus is only a sophomore, but there is a massive amount of freshmen that are looking to move forward here. By the way, can I give a shout-out that I love that Jalen Adams is on these mock drafts from St. Bonnie's? I love that. Heck yeah, all day, er day. But it's, I mean, to me, this is just... Is Tyus Battle a good player? Yes, I'm not having that conversation. I'm not having that conversation today. I'm not telling you whether or not I think Tyus Battle is good. I'm not telling you whether or not he is capable. I'm not telling you whether or not he is draftable. I am telling you the reality. And the reality is there's a lot of names in this draft that I could see going before him. And that's just the fact of the matter. I'm very... Jaron Jackson... I don't know, man. I covered him, but I just... And and he was on my show during the NCAA tournament, but I just, like... I don't know, man. I don't know if top four... I don't know. But, I mean, you look at this. Again, it's, it's just... It's drafting on potential. That's all it is. Potential. Do we think they could be good? That's it. And that usually means that you're drafting freshmen. Nine times out of ten, you're drafting guys that are very, very young. These guys are 18 years old, 17, 8, you know, turning 18, 19. It's all they are. That's why I understand guys like Jerome Robinson want to throw his name out there because he's 21. You know what I mean? You want I mean you you got to see that because the NBA almost faults you for sticking around. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to get an education and want to play in the NBA. And the NBA is like, mm, I don't think you're going to be able to do the second one. <laughs> but, you know, it's like that That to me is the unfortunate part of the NBA. That to me is the unfortunate part. Is that you have to choose your education or the NBA. That's the unfortunate part for me. But this is where we stand. This is where we're at. And I think that it does Tyus Battle better to come back and hone his game. I think a lot of these names are going to fly off the board quicker. And I think that next year... And the thing is, there's going to be talent every year, okay? There's going to be talent every single year. You can't just be like, ah, well, you know, next year looks like it's a little bit crappy, so I'll be okay. You can't look at it that way. If that's how you look at yourself as a competitor, then you're not a true competitor. And that's not how Ty's battle looks at himself. He's not going, ah, well, you know, the draft's a little bit light next year. I'm just saying the reality of it all is there's a lot of names that I think are going to come off of this list before he does. And he's, I don't see him as getting drafted in the lottery. And that's where the big time money is. And if he falls to the second round for which he very well could, 
it's forget about it. I think he needs a little more time. I think he needs a little more time to hone his game. I think he needs to, you know, where can Tyus Battle improve? We can all improve. And and the thing is, please understand that this comes from a constructive place because I have no disrespect by any stretch of the imagination for Tyus or anybody. I'm not one of those no minds that's out there going, oh, I could beat Tyus Battle, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking like an idiot, okay? Tyus Battle is a damn good player, and people need to respect him. If you're asking me as an impartial eye where things could get better, his shooting percentage, right? 39.9%, That's not. that doesn't make NBA people go, wow. 32.2% from three shoots. I mean, I've seen him light it up in practice. You know, you got to do that in a game. Some of his shot selection, forcing shots at the beginning of the season, the way he was forcing up shots and not passing the ball off and trying to take the team on his shoulders to do everything himself, thats that, that could be a leadership question for people. Taking some of the ill-advised shots that he takes, that could be a question for people. He averaged almost 20 points a game. He didn't foul out of games. He turned the ball over almost two and a half times. You could lower that. Could add your rebounds here. Could get after the boards a little bit more on those long rebounds when Syracuse shoots threes and runs down the court like they think they're going to make every single one of them. So, yeah, there are areas where Tyus Battle can improve. He's an 84% free throw shooter. You can improve that, but that's not bad. But, I mean, his field goal percentage, his three-point percentage, and, you know, his rebounding, there's things that he can change. He took twice as many shots to the exact number. He took twice as many shots as he did last. From 2016-17, he took 293. 2017-18, he took 586. Multiply 293 by 2. It's exactly 586. He took exactly two times as many shots. And his percentages went down. The difference with Frank Howard, who people want to give crap to all the time, is the more he shot, the more he made. So people can look at it and say, well, you're not even the best shooter on your team because the more shots that Frank took, who wasn't asked to be an offensive player for two years straight, the more shots Frank took, the more he made. You were asked to be a shooter since the day you stepped into Syracuse and your percentages went down when you were asked to shoot more. That's a that's a critique that they can say to him in the NBA and the answer is a tough one. Tyus Battle can get better, but here is the reality. If they like him, he's going to go. Do I think that he's going to come off the board before some of those guys that I mentioned? No. Marvin Bagley, no. Wendell Carter, no. Dante DiVincenzo, somebody might take a flyer on him. So, it could be a waiting game. Where if Tyus gets another year, improves his percentages, buses behind, moves forward, then there could be something to say about that. I think it's really funny when people do the way too early top 25 and Kansas and Duke are always at the top. Kansas, Duke, Kentucky. It's just like cut and paste. Gonzaga's fifth. That's nice. Tennessee is 6th, Virginia 7th, North Carolina, ooh, Nevada's ninth. I like that. Michigan State is down at 10, Auburn's 11, 
Kansas State's 12. Where's UMBC? Loyola, Chicago, 18. How about that? Because they got some returnees. Clemson in the top 20. Purdue falls all the way down to 25. It's interesting. I love that Gonzaga's fifth. That's nice. But it's all cut and paste. Kentucky, Duke, Kansas. Different shades of blue. They're always at the top. Always. Always, always. There's no surprise face on this end of the mic. Because they bought, they always put them in the same place. Oh, what's going to happen with Duke? I think Duke's going to be good this year. They Every year. <laughs> every. Whatever. Well, I think Duke's going to be good. I think Duke will be all right. Really? You do? That's surprising. Let me go get my surprise face and put it on and bring it back to you so I can take a picture. Problem is, it looks just like my normal face. But that's, you know, it's, it is. It's just, it's the crazy, it's the craziness of it all. But that's another story for another day. We're talking about Tyus, and I believe that Tyus is in a place where he's going to have to make the decision that is best for him, and people are going to have to respect that. And if they don't, it's tough nugs because he's going to do what he wants to do. It's tough nuggies. You're going to have to deal with it. Whatever he decides, you're going to have to deal with it. And it would behoove you to respect the man that busted his tail for this team. It would behoove you to have some decency in your heart for somebody who worked their tail off while at Syracuse. And if you want him to desperately leave, keep sending hate mail his way. And he'll do what other guys have done. Which is say, Syracuse, I kind of wanted to stay. But there's a bunch of jerks that are out there saying that they're fans and I can't deal with it anymore. And the true fans, they don't want to see that. The real fans, they don't want to see that. This guy is chasing his dream. And I'm never going to fault a man for chasing his dream. Ever. I chased my dream and did a bunch of things that people thought I was probably insane for. You want to know my apology list? I don't have one. My apology list is empty there's nothing on there but love appreciation and let's get it yeah baby yeah i don't have apology letters to write i'm not Aaliyah writing you a four-page letter although i do love the song so i'm excited to see what's going to happen with this draft i'm excited to see what's going to happen in the middle of may with the combine, and you can bet your behind I'll be watching. But until then, if any reporter, any broadcaster, without first-hand knowledge, is spewing game at you, that he's definitely staying or definitely going, they're not telling you the truth. I'm never going to lie to you. If I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay? If you ask me the top water polo player... In the world, I have to look it up because I don't cover water polo on a daily basis. But you know what? I will look that up. I will seek to gain information. And that knowledge and that wisdom will propel me to learn something else and have another tool in my tool chest for when someone down the road wants to have a conversation about water polo. 
But somebody that tells you definitely right now that Tyus is staying or going is the same person that will tell you that Tyus Battle is the number one world champion in water polo. Let him talk. Let me say to Tyus on the air live, because this man has been around the show and around me, and I've covered him for the last two years at least. Thank you for always answering my questions. Thank you for always giving me your time. Thank you for always being real with me. And God bless your future endeavors, whatever they may hold, because you are a young man in this world that is chasing your dreams, and nobody in this world can stop you if you don't let them. So continue doing what you're doing, Tyus, because you don't care what people say. You never have, and you never will. I hope. Because you got to do you. May 16th through the 20th, Chicago, Illinois, NBA Draft Combine. He has until Monday, June 11th, once again, to make his decision. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. And when we roll back, we'll be getting into my breakdown of the NFL schedule. What do I think about the games that you need to circle on your calendar for every week, 1 through 17? You get the pen and pad out. I want you to write these down. There are games that you need to circle for every single week, and you need to put them down and stash them away in your office or at your house, wherever you may be, a little post-it note, because you need to be ready for the season coming up. Then we're going to go to all 32 teams, and I'm going to tell you who's got a nice-looking schedule and who's got a heaper of a doozy going up here. I have no idea, nor have I ever in 32 years said the statement, heaper of a doozy. I don't know what it means. I think it smells like poop, and I, th- I mean, that's kind of how I, who has a nice schedule and who has like a, a pile of you-know-what, a heaper of a doozy. Somehow I just became a southern person, a country singer, and that's okay. I hope you pick up my album. Yeah, baby, yeah! We'll be right back with Wake Up Call. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrySigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrySigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Drysig Lady Apparel. D R E I S S I G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing and don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay at home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com
This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513. Or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. My wife has informed me that today is the last day to see the red-headed wench at Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, baby, yeah! And then they will change the ride forever because pirates don't have wenches, pirates don't pay for wives, they don't pillage and do all crazy stuff. They're just good, upstanding citizens, hence why they're called pirates. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) The thing... Ugh. I just go over to Superpowered Pop and listen to our conversation on it, okay? So I'm going to tell you. Superpoweredpop.com. Go listen. Superpoweredpop.com. It's the brother show of Wake Up Call. It's the entertainment show that we do on TV, movies, and heroes, and a little bit of everything. Go and listen to it, okay? Just go and listen to it. And and I, I ask you to do that because it's just, you know. They're changing the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and I understand women's rights and protecting the sanctity of women. I will also tell you that if you are about the sanctity of women and humanity in general, Pirates of the Caribbean should have never been created, if that's what we're saying. So, go listen to episode 5, superpoweredpop.com and superpoweredpop.podbean.com. Just go listen to it. Give it a shout. Because things get a little bit interesting. Okay, they're changing the Pirates of the Caribbean ride because it has affected some people in a not-so-great way. And I would venture to say that a ride about pirates probably wouldn't rub a lot of people a good way, but the ride is fake! (laughs) So, it's a fake ride! I'm not offended by the Yeti that tries to grab me in Expedition Everest. What if somebody's like, oh my god, the Yeti's trying to grab me, and the Yeti is a male, and it signifies that it's grabbing me, and it's harassment, and no child should be harassed, so we need to get rid of the Yeti, and then they get rid of the Yeti. We just have to ask where political correctness stops. That's all. Women not wanting to see women get sold on a ride, I understand that. Please understand it's a Pirates of the Caribbean ride and there's a bunch of fires being set and people stealing things throughout the ride because pirates 
historically are not that great of people. That's all I will say. But today's the last day to see the Red Wench. So if you're going to Magic Kingdom, or if you were thinking about going to Magic Kingdom, and you want to see her one last time, now's your time. Yeah, baby, yeah! With that being said, let's hop into the NFL and have a conversation about something that hopefully, I mean, hopefully this is not political for you, speaking on the NFL and what's coming up here. So here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. It's time to have a discussion on the 2018-19 NFL schedule that was released this past Friday night. So this is our first time that we can have a conversation about this, which I am very excited to have. So let's hop into it. Right now, I want to start the conversation with going week by week in the schedule, and then we'll break it down team by team. So week by week, I'm going to let you know here the games that I am circling for each week. So write these games down, NFL fans, because there is a lot to be had with these matchups. Week one of the 2018-19 season for the NFL, Atlanta at Philadelphia will be the first game of the season. It'll be played on Thursday, September 6th. And that game will be at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're watching that game. That is the NFC Divisional Rounds rematch from this past season. Atlanta went to Philadelphia, lost to the Eagles as the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. Atlanta will get another crack at Philly in the same place in this season opener of the entire NFL in the 2018-19 season. Once again, week one, Atlanta at Philly. You don't want to miss that. San Francisco at Minnesota. You don't want to miss this one either. Nice matchup here. First time that he's the outright starter going into the season. Jimmy Garoppolo, San Fran, and Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. So Jimmy is the starter for the first time ever completely. Not a guy who's filling in. And on the other side of things, Kirk Cousins has a real contract. And he's <laughs> he's not a franchise tag anymore. So that'll be fun. So Kirk Cousins will have an opportunity to show what he could do with Minnesota, what he is taking away from the offseason, and if he can be an immediate positive factor to the team. And Jimmy Garoppolo can show if the way they ended last season is the way they're going to continue this season. And if San Fran really is that dangerous team, I think they could be. So with that being said, that's a big game to watch. San Fran and Minnesota. Pitt at Cleveland, because this will show where Cleveland's at, Right? They got a big-time matchup in their first week of the season. Cleveland went 0-16 last year. You almost didn't want them to win when they had three three games left, two games left, because if you're not going <laughs> to... Some people are like, well, if you're not going to go 16-0, you might as well go 0-16. But the Cleveland Browns, they have Carlos Hyde in the backfield now. They have Tyrod Taylor. They have Jarvis Landry, so on and so forth. They brought in some help for their secondary. So look for Cleveland, who also has the number one and number four picks, to make things interesting, dare I say that these are the best moves that this team has made since coming back in 1999. If they do well in the draft, then it's a definite. They're playing Pittsburgh in game number one. They're going to be at home in the dog pound. I'm excited about this because we know Pitt's going to bring it. Ben Roethlisberger... Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, first game since being bumped out of the playoffs by the Jaguars at home in Pittsburgh. 
They're hungry. The Browns got nothing to lose. And this will be the first time that we get unveiled the new team of Cleveland. So I'm excited about that. Jacksonville at the New York Giants in week one. That game will be on September 9th with the San Fran Minnesota game and Pitt at Cleveland. Jacksonville at the Giants. Big for this game because this will be the Tom Coughlin factor. Tom Coughlin was in Jacksonville, left for the Giants, won two Super Bowls, has since come back to Jacksonville after the Giants and and him parted ways. This will be his first time going back to MetLife Stadium as a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. I'm excited about this. L.A. Rams at Oakland. This will be the return of John Gruden to coaching, and it's going to be the last game of week one. So circle that one on your calendar. That is the 10.20 p.m. Eastern time Monday night football game on September 10th that will end at 1 (laughs) a.m. So I guess you can watch John Gruden for the first quarter. Week two, here are the games to circle. Carolina at Atlanta. Just because I'm interested to see where these teams are at in the NFC South, I want to see how Atlanta's responding to things. They got a big-time matchup in Week 1. Carolina, I want to see what life is like without Jonathan Stewart, really realizing they don't have Kelvin Benjamin because he was injured and then they traded him. So I'm just kind of interested in the dynamic of what Carolina's going to look like this year. Minnesota at Green Bay, another game to circle for Week 2. That you want to check this game out because, again, it's Kirk Cousins. It's his first road test, and Aaron Rodgers coming back from being hurt and his collarbone injury. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. I'm excited about this one because it's going to be quarterback Pat Mahomes' first big road test of his NFL career as a sophomore, but he didn't play last year. So according to Ben Simmons, that makes Pat Mahomes a rookie this year. That'll be week two, Kansas City at Pitt. I'm excited about this. Houston at Tennessee, this is another where-are-they-at game. I want to see Deshaun Watson and Marcus Mariota. Show me where the guys are at right now. Show me where these teams are right now because Jacksonville obviously is a force, and I'm interested to see Houston and Tennessee going up against one another and if one of these teams is going to impress me early on in the season. New England at Jacksonville, this is a big Week 2 game. AFC Championship rematch from the game that the Jaguars lost by four in New England. This time it's in Jacksonville, and it is an early crack at the team that kept him out of the Super Bowl. The Giants at Dallas, this gets very interesting if Des Bryant becomes a Giant. So either way, people watch the Giants at Dallas. Even if you're not a fan of, of either or, I feel like people get up for these games. It's going to be the Sunday night game, so I guess you get down for the game. You're not getting up for it unless you sleep all day. And if you're sleeping until 8 o'clock at night, I question how healthy you are, A, and if you're doing anything with life would be my B answer. <laughs> so, But Des Bryant, if he ends up going to the Giants, that'll be a big-time one. Week 3, games to circle. You're not going to believe me on this one. But I circled the Jets at Cleveland. I know that you think that I'm on some type of hallucinogen, but... I can promise you that I don't think that I am. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the Jets at Cleveland, week three. The reason why I circle this is this could be the battle of first-round quarterbacks. If the we the Jets are taking a quarterback, okay, because the Jets have no idea what they're doing. They have Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't played football in like two years. They have, And I hope the best for him, and I hope to Jesus he never gets hurt again, and I hope that he has a phenomenal NFL season. 
I'm just saying they're rolling a dice on a guy who's spent the better part of almost two years not playing in games. And then you have Bryce Petty, who you're not a big fan of, somewhat of a fan of. And then Christian Hackenberg, who the Jets drafted out of Penn State, who seemed like they never liked him. So why in the hell? They seem like they liked him less than anybody. Why the hell would you draft him then? Seems like they, they've never had a good relationship with Christian Hackenberg. I shouldn't say that they like him less than everybody because none of the other teams drafted him, but there's just not seem to have been any type of good relationship, so it, I question why the Jets even spent a draft pick on him. But I question a lot of things about the Jets' decisions. Jets at Cleveland. If Cleveland drafts a quarterback, this will be a battle of first-round quarterbacks. So I'm intrigued by that. The Chargers at the Rams. Why? Because it's L.A. at L.A. It's lot la, la. And I don't think the Chargers are going to stay in L.A. I think they're going to go back to San Diego. I know that that was uh, some other people were having discussions about that on one of the radio shows I was listening to. They were saying, listen, I, I believe that ultimately the Chargers will return to San Diego. And I agree with that. I really do. So this might be the last time we see L.A. at L.A. Who knows? So I'm intrigued by that game. The New England Patriots at the Detroit Lions. I'm interested in this game in Week 3 because it's former defensive coordinator of the Patriots, Matt Patricia, facing his former team, and there's nothing holding me back from believing that during the game, Matt Patricia will take off his headset, pull off his Lions shirt, show that there's a Patriots shirt under it, run to the other side of the field, and become their defensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels did it. Why can't Matt Patricia? <laughs> so, for now, Matt Patricia is the head coach of the Lions. And we will also get to see Paul Pascaloni running the defense of the Lions against the Patriots. So, I'm interested in that, former Syracuse head coach. Week four, there's only one game, Baltimore at Pitt. Why? Because they don't like each other and it makes the game fun. So, I mean, that. in, in all honesty, that's it. Baltimore and Pittsburgh make games interesting. So, even when Baltimore is not that good, they somehow make it interesting. So, I'm excited to see that game against two defenses that they might not be what they used to be, but they never truly go away. Think about it, and you'll know that it's right. Search your heart, you know it's true. Week 5, the game that I, the games that I circled, there's two of them. Minnesota at Philadelphia, because this is the NFC Championship rematch, but with different quarterbacks. We're thinking that Carson Wentz should be back for Philly, maybe. And for Minnesota... Kirk Cousins will be the quarterback. <laughs> Two live sneezes on the air today. God bless me. Minnesota will have, instead of Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, and like I was saying, Carson Wentz, instead of Nick Foles for week five. Very interesting for Philadelphia as they've gotten a tough schedule since winning the Super Bowl. In week one, they're having an NFC divisional round rematch from the playoffs. And in week five, they're having an NFC championship round rematch rematch from the playoffs and neither one of those teams is in Philadelphia's division also in week five Dallas at Houston why do I like this because Des Bryant could go to Houston too and it's a 2002 matchup from the inaugural season of the Houston Texans and they defeated the Cowboys as an inaugural team new franchise to the NFL they took down Dallas in their first meeting together so I'm excited for this and it's going to be on Sunday night football in week six, circle these games. Philadelphia at the New York Giants. I want to see where the Giants are at. So Philly coming to visit them. That'll show me some things. Jacksonville at Dallas. Big time game for me. 
because Alan Hearns, who has been a Jaguars wide receiver, who I have covered for the last few seasons, is now moving forward and is going to be potentially the number one receiver for the Cowboys. So I'm just I'm I'm intrigued by this. I'm very intrigued by this this opportunity of them to go up against each other. So that is there. Jacksonville at Dallas. Alan Hearns going from Jacksonville to the Cowboys. And then as we move forward into week seven, week seven's kind of, week seven's special to me. Because Sunday, as I was telling you, Sunday's my birthday. Sunday, October 21st is my birthday. And for my birthday, I get a ton of NFL games on my B-Day B-Day. So the games that I'm circling on my birthday are the Houston Texans at the Jaguars because Jacksonville took care of business last year. And with a healthy Deshaun Watson, I want to see if they can take care of business this year and to see if it was a fluke. Is Jacksonville really that damn good? And is Deshaun Watson really that damn good? And what happens when they smack up against each other in Deshaun Watson's sophomore season? So I'm excited for that. If Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater's probably not going to be a starting quarterback. So let me, let me pull back a statement that I was going to make. I'm not going to make it now. I'm going to take that back. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to circle this one too. Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins. Why am I circling this one? Because it sounds like a boring game. I'm circling this game because Washington has been at the bottom of the barrel most of the time in the NFC East between themselves, the Giants, Dallas, and Philly. Okay. Where they're at right now, Washington has Samaje Perrine. And I want to see what Alex Smith can do. I'm I'm intrigued by what Alex Smith can do. And I'm also intrigued with Dak Prescott having his junior season already. Hard to believe, folks. So not a ton of crazy awesome games going on, but it's my birthday. And I'm going to enjoy all the blessings that God gives me. And so something tells me that the games will be very entertaining. I believe Cleveland at Tampa will be entertaining as well. Sunday, October 28th, let's see here, in week 8. Let's take a look at week eight and games that I think that you should circle on your calendar. Some of these Thursday night games are just... Philadelphia at Jacksonville. Let's circle this one on the calendar, shall we? Philadelphia at Jacksonville in week eight. This could be a late birthday gift for me. My wife takes me to London for the Jaguars and Philly. How about that, folks? Yeah, baby, yeah! Jaguars going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jaguars technically the home team because the Jaguars gave up a home game every single year to go play in London. Take that, Syracuse. How about that? Fans get mad that Syracuse moves one home game every once in a while to New York City. It's a 45-minute plane ride. Jacksonville takes a home game away from the fans and goes to London with it. They play seven home games one game in London, and then eight road games. They kicked they kicked some tail the last time they were in London. So I don't know what accent I was doing. I was going to go into an English accent. I decided not to. So it just sounded like I said Landon. But London is coming up for the Jaguars in week eight. And they're going to play Philadelphia. Why is this game significant? Because it could have been the Super Bowl that we almost saw this past season. So circle Philly at Jacksonville in London town 
That game is going to be at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Austin Powers, baby. You've been hearing him during the show. I've been pretending like I don't know that he's on and he's just interrupting me. So, I've been seeing if you guys caught it. Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is going to be a rematch for Cleveland from week one. I'm going to circle this one in week eight because it's pretty crazy. They're going to play each other. Cleveland will have its Pittsburgh games done and over with. The toughest competition that they have in their division of the AFC North will be finished by week eight. I find that very intriguing to me. Very intriguing. Cleveland at Pitt. So Pitt and Cleveland will play both of their games in the first half of the season. So circle that one in week eight because could be an opportunity for Cleveland to get back on things or if Cleveland gets Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's trying to save face. Those are some big-time games because Cleveland, this new-look Cleveland's going to get their cracks at Pittsburgh in the first half of the season. Another game to circle... I guess I would look at the Saints and the Vikings for Sunday Night Football for Week 8. So, I mean, a lot of these matchups, I'm kind of, you know, it depends on how the teams go. But looking at it from the outside, looking in before the season starts, obviously, New Orleans at Minnesota for Sunday Night Football, not a bad game. Drew Brees, we're going to see what his new luck receiving core is going to be. Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram going up against Kirk Cousins. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Week 9 in the NFL, games to circle for week 9. Let's see what we got here for week 9 of the NFL. The Oakland Raiders at the San Francisco 49ers. That's a Thursday night game. I like that game because we put the entire football world watching John Gruden with the one game that's on going up against Kyle Shanahan and this San Francisco 49ers team that's looking to make a plunge and the Oakland Raiders that are looking to change their history as well. That could be a good game. That could be one of the best games up to that point. So Thursday night football, Oakland at San Francisco in week nine. That's one to write down and put on your calendar. Other games that we want to check out here. Detroit at Minnesota I'm intrigued by. Sitting here looking at it. And I'm intrigued by Detroit at Minnesota. Because I want to see how, I'm very interested to see how the NFC North goes. Because a healthy Aaron Rodgers speaks to me that Green Bay is is always going to be a threat. But I want to see if Minnesota was a fluke from last year. I don't believe that they are. But it's what Kirk Cousins is going to do. They got rid of every quarterback they had on the roster. Minnesota doesn't have Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, or Case Keenum. Let's be honest. Case Keenum and Sam Bradford were the ones that were playing. Teddy Bridgewater, not so much. But you take all those guys out of your locker room, and now you bring in Trevor Simeon from Denver, who did almost nothing most of the time there. And then you bring in Kirk Cousins, who was a serviceable quarterback for Washington that they never decided to pay. So I'm intrigued to see, is this team a fluke or not? Because of where we're at. Because... It's a totally different quarterback. It's a different leader. So it's just, it's very interesting just to see it. It's like, is this team a fluke? But it's a different leader. It's a different general than they had last year, which makes it a unique matchup. 
and Detroit going up against them, Detroit's got to show me where they're at. Because Chicago, if Chicago gets good, Detroit's in trouble. But right now, Detroit and Chicago are fighting for third place, in my opinion, of the NFC North. So that game's going to have some implications. I want to see what those are as we go through them. And then, I like this one. The Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. I like this game. Because the Rams are trying to push themselves. I want to see how good their offense is this year and how good their defense is against the Saints. Could this be a 41-10 matchup? Could it be 20-20? Could it be 30-30? The Rams against the New Orleans Saints, that's a game to watch. That's an afternoon game at 425 Eastern Time in Week 9. So make sure you put that one on your calendar. And the Tennessee Titans, I kind of like this Monday night game. Tennessee Titans Week 9 at the Dallas Cowboys because Tennessee could be catching some stride by then and Dallas could be in some trouble without Des Bryant and with some of these moves that have been made. So I'm interested to see where Dallas is. Do they have a prolific offense by that Week 9 Monday night game? Because I think they'll be potentially going up against one with Tennessee. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break, and we'll come back with the second half of the NFL schedule and my thoughts on the big-time matchups that you should be circling on your calendar. This is a wake-up call fast break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily you know we bring in local produce we prepare to order in the kitchen we hand bread our chicken we hand spin our milkshakes it's it's great food it doesn't taste like fast food i, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a chick-fil-a restaurant it's different we we try to treat people with intentional kindness here which is very different and deeper than good customer service and so I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalware where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza, where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored, all at Giovanni's Formalware. Wear. 
I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I appreciate you being a part of the show and always being here with me live every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. DT and of course on wakeupcalldt.com where you can hear the live broadcasts as well. We're speaking on the NFL upcoming schedule and I'm going week by week 1 through 17 telling you the games that you need to circle on the calendar. We've gone through the first half of the season all the way up through week 9. It's now time to take a look at week 10 and where we are at for things. So week 10 I'm going to circle this one. Week 10's brought us to November 8th to November 11th. With the games November 12th, pardon me, with the Monday night game. So week 10, I'm going to have the Thursday night game circled here on my calendar. Or pardon me, not the Thursday night game. I'm going to have the Sunday, November 11th, Detroit at Chicago. And this is for the same reason that I said Detroit at Minnesota in week 9. Because Detroit at Chicago, both teams, in my opinion, fighting for third place. This is a big-time game to create some separation, which I'm interested to see who's going to separate themselves. Another big-time game in Week 10, Atlanta at Cleveland. Because if Cleveland's offense catches on like wildfire here, like it potentially can, having an Atlanta team who knows how to score coming into the dog pound is going to be a good game to watch. So I'm excited about that. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Jacksonville has struggled with Indio in past years. They were able to handle Indianapolis this season and go into Indianapolis and smack them around and just kind of and just really, really take care of business. So I'm interested to see if they will do that again, if they could go back into Indy against a divisional rival that they have a home and home with every year in the AFC South, and if they can take them down once again. So that's a game to circle on the calendar. Another game to look at is the Patriots at the Titans because the Titans have taken some former Patriots and thrown them onto their squad. So I'm excited to see what this matchup is going to look like for the for both of these teams and the dif- the difference here that we have with the Titans taking on some of these former Patriots and making things interesting here. So, you know, it's just something for me to, to look into and And really, you know, and Mike Vrabel being named the head coach on January 20th of this year, that's something else to look at. So Mike Vrabel with his connection to the Patriots. So this will be 
this will be an interesting matchup of old Patriots that have found their way to the Tennessee Titans. So color me intrigued about this game and what this could be for for these two teams going up against one another. So it's going to be fun. It's definitely it's definitely going to be an interesting game. So I'm excited to see this matchup and what it can be. Also, Matt Castle, who was the former backup to Tom Brady, was released by the Titans on March 9th. So that's another connection between these two teams. So that'll be a fun matchup. New England at the Titans. And I'm going to circle the Chargers at the Raiders. Something's telling me that that might be a nice game here. I know it's a divisional game for the teams in the AFC West. And this is a good game for John Gruden to show what his defense can do going up against Phillip Rivers, who is a consistently good quarterback by the numbers in the NFL, but not a playoff quarterback. So I'm interested in that. Seattle at the LA Rams also in Week 10. That's another game that I'm excited about because the Rams are looking to take that NFC West division, and Seattle used to be the team that was handling that division, but they're going to have to handle that without Richard Sherman, and there's been a ton of changes to Seattle over time. So that is going to make things very, very intriguing for me, at least, in my opinion, through my eyes, on what Week 10 can be and what this division is going to be overall. I think the Rams could take this division, but San Fran's going to fight for it too. I think the old guard of Seattle could be over. And Arizona, I mean, they, Kurt Warner and company bringing them to the Super Bowl, they're not looking that pretty, especially if Sam Bradford's going to be their quarterback because Sam Bradford just doesn't stay healthy and I pray to God that he will and I hope that he will it's just he almost I mean he very you can put your money on him not being healthy and that's a really really sad reality and it's something that I hope changes for him because nobody I mean obviously you don't want to see anybody injured if you want to see somebody injured you're you're most likely a terrible person so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and, and say that, you know, that Seattle Rams game is going to be a, a big-time game, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And with Arizona, like I said, with the changing of the guard, the Rams and the Niners could be fighting for the top of the NFC West, and that's going to be a big game for the Rams. And Dallas at Philly is going to be that Sunday night football game. I, I'm intrigued by this game, but the way that the Cowboys have been right now, I mean, they're, they're going to need some help in the draft to show me where they're going because I'm not sold that Dallas and Philly is going to be as exciting as it's been in the past. I'm going to circle it and hope that it will be, but the jury's kind of out on where we're going to stand on this game as we move forward. Next game, the, the next one up to take a look at is week 11 in the NFL where we have an interesting matchup that is going to be happening between the Eagles and the Saints. I like this matchup because Philadelphia is obviously the reigning national champion, Super Bowl champion, and New Orleans is that team that you can never really count out. I want to see these offenses go up against each other, see what Carson Wentz can do, or Nick Foles, depending on who the guy is going to be in this matchup. Tampa Bay... At the Giants, also in Week 11, is one for you to circle because the Giants let Jason Pierre-Paul go, and he wound up on the Gulf Coast in Tampa. So I'm excited about that matchup as well. And, of course, here's a big-time matchup. Pittsburgh Steelers 
at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Steelers at the Jaguars, Sunday night football, baby. Sunday night football. You don't hear Sunday night football in Jacksonville a lot, but that changed when this team went almost to the Super Bowl, all the way to the AFC Championship game. So they they drew a good one here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have an opportunity to face the Patriots and the Steelers this season in the regular season after facing them both in the most recent AFC playoffs, which I think is going to make for an awesome, awesome storyline for the Jaguars as well as the Patriots and the Steelers in these games and to show if Jacksonville is the real deal like I believe they are. Week 12 is Thanksgiving. We have the Bears at the Lions. That's another game to look at depending on where the division is at. So that's this is a game to watch. So week 12 is Thanksgiving. We have Chicago at Detroit. That's one to watch. We have the Redskins at Dallas. This could be a deter the Dallas Dallas could be at the bottom of the division this year. So that could be a big game between them and Washington. I, I, I'm interested to see what Alex Smith is going to do with these Redskins and how much he improves them or he doesn't. But for Dallas, I want to trust in Alan Hearns and Cole Beasley and, and Ryan Switzer and, you know, their receivers outside of Dez. And, but that Ezekiel Elliott factor and, and what he can be for this team and Dak Prescott showing if he can boost up his season. He had a great rookie season. He had an okay sophomore season. But that Ezekiel Elliott thing, you wonder how much of a factor that was and how much that's that you know kind of took the team from what they were looking like and turned them into what they are because they had to deal with it all year because he wouldn't just accept his punishment, which eventually the NFL made him serve. So it didn't do Dallas any good to have to worry about it every single week. And if that was as big of an issue as I think it could have been last year, then we could see Dallas bounce back this season. Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints. I normally don't like the third game rotator because I feel like it's it's like a whatever game. Detroit and Dallas always play on Thanksgiving at home. And then there's that third game that they threw in to make more money. And they do a rotator to involve other teams that aren't named Dallas and Detroit. And it ended up being a good one, in my opinion, this time around. Because we're going to get Atlanta at New Orleans for Sunday night football or pardon me, Thursday Night Football on NBC. So make sure you're watching that for Thanksgiving after you're in your turkey coma. So please be careful. The Oakland Raiders at the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to circle this one because John Gruden, once again with his defense, going up going up against a pretty good defense with Baltimore. Jacksonville at Buffalo. This one I am circling on the calendar. I am more than confident that Jacksonville will get booed like crazy. It is a rematch of the AFC wild card game and running back Chris Ivory has gone from Jacksonville to Buffalo. So I'm intrigued because the last time Jacksonville was in Buffalo, Chris Ivory was their dominant back and he got hurt during the game, but he was having a pretty damn good game. So that was exciting for me. So that'll be an interesting game to see as Jacksonville returns to Buffalo and faces Buffalo for the first time since defeating them in the AFC playoffs in the wild card round, which was down in Jacksonville, Florida. Another game that I want to look at here is definitely Sunday night football Thanksgiving weekend. And that is going to be Green Bay at Minnesota because these are two teams that I believe 
could be vying for the NFC North title. And seeing Aaron Rodgers against Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins is all he's cracked up to be, and he really makes it I mean, I think Kirk Cousins can be something really special, but I feel like we haven't seen all of him yet. So I'm very interested of what that's going to look like, and that's going to be a big-time stage for him to show himself, and that could be a big, 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 big effect, have a big effect, I should say, on the division of the NFC North. Week 13 games to circle for the NFL now that the schedule is released. Thursday night football, this isn't a bad one. New Orleans at Dallas. I like this game. Why? Because, again, we don't know where Dallas is going to be. But if Ezekiel Elliott is on point and Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are on point, could be one of the best running back showcase games of the regular season coming up between two teams. Another game to take a look at here as we go through the Week 13 schedule. I would say that another game that I'm very interested in seeing would be probably the Vikings at the Patriots. There's not a ton of games I'm really looking at here in Week 13. I'm surveying the schedule, but I would say Minnesota at New England again. This is all contingent on what Kirk Cousins does. There's no Case Keenum to back him up if he gets hurt, mind you, by the way. So that is going to mean that it's it's Kirk or bust. Because Trevor Simeon, you know, I, I don't think a lot of fans are looking to put the football in his hands if they don't have to. So where Minnesota's at, if they're playing well, if they're surging forward, if their defense is taking care of business, and this team catches its stride and keeps it going here. I'm excited to see what that game is going to look like in the middle of the day on Sunday, December 2nd in week 13 of the NFL. San Fran at Seattle, that's a good Sunday night football game. Like I said, San Fran looking to take this division and change the old guard. They'll have their crack at Seattle twice this season, and so will the Rams. And I already told you that I'm looking forward to that, the Rams matchup when they face off against them. Week 14, Jacksonville not only got a Sunday night football game, but they're back on Thursday night football. Let's circle this one, folks. Jacksonville at Tennessee. The last time the Jaguars went to Tennessee was week 17 of the regular season this past season, and they lost. They were already in the playoffs, but they lost. Allowing Tennessee into the playoffs and putting them against the Bills. So this is a rematch of Jacksonville's Week 17 loss to Tennessee. And that's going to be happening on Thursday Night Football in Week 14. So almost at the end of the season, again, this time around, Thursday Night Football, make sure that you circle that game. And then as far as the rest of the Week 14 matchups, depending on where Cleveland's at, I kind of like this one. Carolina at Cleveland. Why? Because for the first time in a long time, if Cleveland decides to keep Tyrod Taylor as their starter, it'll be a running quarterback versus a running quarterback. Color me excited for this game. And I don't think that Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers are in great shape right now. So they could run into the new Cleveland Browns and be in a lot of trouble at this point, which makes it fun for me. Another game that I would circle for week 14 would be, I'm trying to think if, if there's any other game that really sticks. There's there's two that I'm looking at right now, but Philly at Dallas is contingent on that first matchup. And then Pittsburgh at Oakland, 
I guess I guess that Sunday Night Football one. That's the one that I would write down. That's the one that I was really looking at because I am. I'm 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 very I'm very much going to be playing paying a close eye to Oakland because John Gruden's back, and if he goes up against the Steelers and his defense is on point, and the Steelers are trying to get back to that steel curtain, it'll be fun to see what that's going to look like and what that's going to be like. In Week 15, we're going to see our Saturday games which are going to be on my grandmother, G-Mama's, birthday. G-Mama, December 15th, so happy birthday to you, my sweet lady. Her games will be the Houston Texans at the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. I'm going to put Cleveland on here. I like that one. And before that, I'm going to do the Thursday night one. The L.A. Chargers In week 15, I'm going to circle this matchup for you to take a look at here. Put this on your calendar for the NFL here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora breaking down the NFL schedule and week-by-week games that you should circle as highlight games that you need to watch. Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. This game could be a game for a spot in the playoffs just like it was last year. This is Thursday night football for week 15. And then on my grandma's birthday, December 15th, on Saturday, so this is going to be your Saturday, December 15th games. Don't forget about these if you play in fantasy football, including in the Wake Up Call Fantasy Challenge. Cleveland at Denver. Because Cleveland, mind you, might be in a better position than Denver in their quarterback situation. So this will be interesting to see where Cleveland and Denver are going to be at this point. And if Cleveland selects a quarterback what that does Tyrod Taylor more and more I'm believing he could be serviceable for them so that could be something to see there I think that you know he could have some longevity we know that he can last through a season for the most part and the Denver Broncos have had a lot of trouble and who are they going to draft Josh Rosen I don't know I don't know if he's still going to be available at number five could have to pick up Josh Allen which I could feel like I feel like that might feel too much like Brock Osweiler to them so they might have to go Baker Mayfield and then have John Elway work with Baker Mayfield. I think that'd be fun. Just throwing that out there. So that's week 15, Saturday's game, Cleveland at Denver on the NFL Network. And then outside of that, I would say the Washington Redskins at the Jaguars. I'm going to shout out my buddy Joey. He's a big Washington fan. He already told me that he wants to come down to Jacksonville with me for this game. Washington at Jacksonville. This is going to be a big-time game and a big-time opportunity as the Redskins take on the Jaguars and if Jacksonville does everything I believe they're capable of doing and they've kept most of their pieces together, this is going to be a fun matchup for both of these teams. I'm going to circle it because I know that Joey's looking forward to this guy, this one, so I'm going to put that on there. But I'm also going to circle it because I am. I'm just I'm in I'm intrigued to see what Washington's going to be with Alex Smith. So this will be an interesting game to see in Jacksonville live on site. And God willing, hear my tenth season of covering the franchise on site. So Washington at Jacksonville for Week 15. I will. I'll throw another one in there. Definitely. The Patriots at the Steelers. The Steelers thought that they were going to get a crack at the Patriots and forgot about the Jaguars. They're going to have to face off against the Patriots in an afternoon game in Week 15 at 425 p.m. Eastern time, so make sure you're watching that one. Another one to watch is the nighttime game in Week 15. That's Philadelphia 
at the Rams. See where these Rams are at this time around, and that'll be a good game to see. Week 16, we'll take a look at Week 16. There's a bunch of games that are still to be determined. I guess it's based on how these teams are playing because there's going to be Saturday games. So I guess this one is is based on where things are at because we still don't have a set schedule for the two games on Saturday and then where the other teams are going to fall. The As far as I, I'm understanding is that the two games on Saturday for Week 16 are going to be of these four. So two of these four games are going to be on Saturday once it's determined. Giants at Colts, Ravens at Chargers, Jaguars at Dolphins, Redskins at Titans. They're going to pick two of those games to put on Saturday and, and the rest will be on Sunday. I'm not really looking into any of those games with any type of hoopla. <laughs> so I'm not going to I'm not going to throw any of those on my schedule and tell you to write that down as something to watch. There's really nothing there for me. I will say that Minnesota at Detroit for week six, week 16, depending on where Minnesota is and where Detroit is, if Detroit can improve and if Minnesota falters at all, that could be a big-time game. So let's put that one on the calendar. And then let's see what else we got here. There's really nothing else on Sunday. I mean, Monday is going to be Christmas Eve. Denver at Oakland. That could be a good game. Denver at Oakland could be a good one. Depending on where teams are at. So we'll say Christmas We'll say Christmas Eve. Denver and Oakland. But there's not a ton of games in Week 16 that I'm running to the television to tell you that you have to watch. Week 17 depends on where everybody's at. So this is going to be an up-in-the-air type one. I like Jacksonville at Houston. Depending on if Houston plays better. And hopefully Jacksonville doesn't put their backs up against the wall. But if they do, this will be a big game. Dallas at the Giants. Again, if Des Bryant ends up going to the Giants, this could be a big one for both of them. San Fran at the Rams again. That's one to look at. But that's contingent on the prior one. And I would say, outside of that, the Jets quarterback, whoever it may be, I think it's going to be Josh Rosen, is going to be at New England. And New England, at that point, will probably be sitting starters and whatever, but it'll still be fun to see whoever the Jets quarterback is, how they handle Foxborough. So I'll circle that one as well. We'll take a step aside here for a fast break on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora, and we'll come back and go team by team, and I'll tell you what teams seem to have an easier or lighter schedule, I should say, and the teams that have the heaviest one coming up next with our breakdown of the NFL 2018-19 schedule exclusive right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Gear up with the real deal at Drysig Apparel. Creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. 
What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Unica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash wake up call dt listening in to wake up call with dance door every monday through friday from 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time is what you're doing and i appreciate it on today's show we're going into the nfl schedule which was released this past friday night so this is our first opportunity that you and i have had to speak about this live on air and we just went through week one through 17 of all of the NFL comprised schedule on the games that I think that you should circle and be watching this upcoming season. Yeah, baby, yeah! So week one through week 17, all the way through, the games that I said to circle on the calendar have been done. Now it's time to look at the individual teams and what teams I feel like have have a, a nice-looking schedule, maybe a better-looking schedule than others. So we'll take a look at these schedules right now. We're going to go division by division. So I'm going to start off here in the NFC East. The Cowboys, obviously you have to play your division twice. And the Giants, if they have health, we're looking at some danger with the receivers. If they bolster up their offensive and defensive line. They don't need to be drafting a quarterback. I think that they will. I think that they will go after... Sam Darnold, that's been my gut. I don't think that they should. I think they should draft Quentin Nelson or Bradley Chubb or do something like that. They need to get an offensive lineman, though, so they need to draft Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. And they need to take a page out of the book of the Cowboys because the Cowboys drafted Zach Martin out of Notre Dame as an offensive lineman, and everybody's like, why the hell would they take this guy that high and not get a skill player? And he's the guy that protects the skill players and protects the quarterback and has been amazing for the Dallas Cowboys line that's been phenomenal in the last couple seasons. So take a page out of the book of the team that you have to face twice a season and draft Quentin Nelson, get another Notre Dame offensive lineman, and do the crazy thing that the Cowboys did that people might not think is sexy, attractive, whatever the hell they want to call it, but it's going to help you win games. On the Giants side of things. So they need a lot of help, right? But they have skill players. They don't have running backs. They need to do something with that. Now, but they have nobody to block for them. Again, it starts with the offensive and defensive line. The Giants need help in a lot of places. But if they don't take care of the offensive and defensive lines, 
then they're not going to help out any type of situation. So Dallas got to play them twice. Depends on what they do in the draft because the Giants, like I said, they have skill, but they don't have protection and they're not getting after the quarterback. As far as the Eagles go, these are going to be tough games because the Eagles are returning most of their guys. And then the Redskins, it depends on what happens with Alex Smith, but I'm I feel like the Redskins might be better than they were last year. I don't know how much better they will be at at you know going into this season. So it's kind of up and down, ebb and flow of of are they really going to be a team that's crazy or are they going to be, you know, an 8 and 8 team, which is still really good for Washington, but I'm just saying. So, you know, Dallas is going to have a little bit of a tough go at it having to play Philadelphia, and like I said, Washington's going to improve. The Giants, it depends on what the Giants do, but they never make the games easy. They're going to have to go at Houston and face off against DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. They're going to have to go to Seattle. They're going to have to play against the Jaguars. That game will be at home. So I think they're going to have to play the Saints, and Dallas is going up against two good running backs. And if Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram can repeat what they did last year, and add to that, they could be one of the best, if not, if not the best, running back tandem currently in the NFL. So Dallas, in my opinion, schedule is tough. Certified tough. That's what we're going to do with this. Teams are going to have tough or light. Those are the two we're going to look at. Tough or light. Dallas, in my opinion, tough schedule. Giants, they got a tough schedule. Because, number one, they need a lot of, because they have a lot of work to do. The Giants, again, that offensive and defensive line Right now, if they were to play today, I wouldn't have them winning more than five games. They got to play Jacksonville at Houston, the Saints at Carolina, at Atlanta. Obviously, you got to play Philadelphia twice at San Francisco. Certified tough. Philadelphia, their schedule. They're playing Atlanta to open up the season. They've shown they could beat them. They're at Tampa. They play the Colts. They play at Tennessee. The Jaguars game is going to be interesting in London. But I think that Philadelphia has a lighter schedule this year. I think their schedule is in better shape, you know, as opposed to some of these other ones. I think Philadelphia, because Atlanta at Tampa, Indy at Tennessee, all winnable games. Minnesota depends on what Minnesota looks like. The Giants are winnable games as of right now. Carolina, that'll be an interesting game. Jacksonville will be interesting. At New Orleans is going to be an interesting game as well to see where everybody's at. And then at Los Angeles, that'll be a fun game. And then Houston at home. I think Philadelphia has a lighter schedule. So they're certified tough is what we're doing if you're just listening in, going through each team's schedule by division and telling you not just their divisional schedule, but going through each team by division and discussing their schedule week 1 through 17 and who's certified tough and who seems to have a lighter schedule breeze of a schedule so uh, nothing is easy and that's why I want to watch the words that I have tough certified tough makes sense for the tough schedules but lighter is it seems like the best word for me to use because I don't want to say winnable any game is winnable if you don't think you can win games you shouldn't be playing and I don't want to say easy because that's a word I never ever like to use in the world of sports and in life in general. So I think Philadelphia has a lighter schedule. Washington. Washington's got kind of like an... I would say they have a tough schedule. I was going to say intermediate, but they have to play the Packers. They have to play at Jacksonville. Washington's certified tough. 
So, you know, the NFC East, Dallas, New York, and Washington certified tough schedules. Philadelphia, lighter schedule. NFC North Division, the Bears. The Bears have to play Seattle. They have to play at Arizona. Depends on what Arizona's quarterback situation looks like. They have to play New England. They have to play Minnesota twice, obviously. And they have to play at San Francisco. I would say Chicago's certified tough schedule. Detroit Lions, there's a certified tough schedule. They got to play at the 49ers, the Patriots, at Dallas. Obviously, they have to play Green Bay and Minnesota. They play the Rams. So, and they have to play at, yeah, they, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's going to be, I'm looking at it right now. I'm going, eh, no. So, Chicago Bears certified tough. Detroit Lions schedule is certified tough. Green Bay's schedule Green Bay is like intermediate. I like the November 4th matchup at the New England Patriots. That's going to be a big time game. I think it's only I think it's only the second time that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have faced off face to face ever. I think it's the it's only the second time in history that they've ever gone face to face. So, that'll be interesting. Green Bay is going to be at Seattle. You know what? I'll say Green Bay is certified tough. I think it's a certified tough schedule. There's some there's some big games on there. Minnesota has to play San Fran, obviously Green Bay twice. They have to play at Philadelphia, at Los Angeles. Minnesota certified tough. I don't even have to look at the rest. But they have to play at the Patriots. Yeah, certified tough. The NFC South, Atlanta. They're playing at Philly. They're at Pittsburgh. They're at Cleveland. I would say they have a lighter schedule because their away games aren't that bad. You know, at Pitt, it depends on what Pitt team shows up. Speaking on Atlanta, they're at Washington, at Cleveland, at Carolina, at Tampa. They have some good road games there. So I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a light, certified light. Carolina Panthers schedule. Take a look at the Carolina Panthers and what they have going on. They're going to face Dallas. They have to face the Giants. Their away games are at Washington, at Pittsburgh, at Philadelphia, at Tampa, at Cleveland. I would say Carolina's light, certified light schedule. I think if Carolina keeps doing their work and they, I think if Carolina plays better than they did this past season, because this past season I don't think they looked that good at all, Carolina's got a certified light schedule. I don't think they have too difficult, too crazy of a schedule. It's it's contingent on how Dallas and Cleveland play, but I like Carolina's schedule. If I'm a Carolina fan, I'd be feeling good about my schedule. Yeah, I think like 10 and 6 maybe. New Orleans Saints, take a look at their schedule. They're playing, obviously, Tampa twice. I'm not too concerned about that for New Orleans. They're playing Cleveland at home, though. They play <clears throat> at the Falcons, at the Giants, at the Ravens, at the Vikings, at the Bengals, at the Cowboys. Yeah, certified light. New Orleans is certified light. Tampa Bay, take a look at Tampa Bay's schedule. They're playing the Eagles at home. They're playing the Steelers at home. Best place to play is San Fran at home. I'm going to say certified light because Tampa Bay might not win all these games, but they definitely got the luck better of the draw with getting these tough teams playing them in Tampa. The NFC West, to take a look at each of the teams here, if they have certified tough schedules or certified light schedules here on wake up call with Dan Tortora Arizona they're playing Washington 
They're playing Los Angeles twice. They're playing at the Chargers of Los Angeles. At Green Bay, at Kansas City. Certified tough. Los Angeles Rams, they're playing the Chargers at home, Green Bay at home, Seattle at home and away, obviously. New Orleans on the road, Chicago. I'm going to say Rams certified light. San Francisco 49ers. See who the Niners have. Niners are playing at Green Bay, at Kansas City, at Minnesota. Their game's at home, very winnable. They have the Bears, the Broncos, the Giants. I'm going to say certified light for San Francisco. That's a toss-up. Seattle has at Denver, at Chicago, at Arizona, at Detroit, yeah, I'm going to say Seattle's certified light this year. I think they're certified light. And with that, we'll take a step aside and we'll come back with my thoughts on the AFC team-by-team, division-by-division, who has a certified tough schedule and who has a certified light schedule right here on Wake Up Call in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. This is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or a wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315-702-4653. That's 315-702-4653. Or contact us through our website, lgweddingsandevents.com. Looking Glass Events giving you a reason to celebrate. The Penn and Trophy Center on 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, has been making memories for Central New York for over 60 years. It has the trophies for your teams, and when you walk in there, it's so much more than just that. When you walk into the Penn and Trophy Center, you are immersed in the reality that anything can be customized, anything can be engraved, whether it's for your anniversary, your wedding, your bar mitzvah, your birthday party, whatever you want to do with that memory, that watch from grandpa, or that bracelet from mom, or that wedding ring that's been passed down through your family. If you want to get something engraved with a memory to last a lifetime, the Penn and Trophy Center, 111 East Willow Street in Syracuse, New York, where memories are made and where memories last a lifetime. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Here on the broadcast, we are currently discussing NFL schedules team by team, and we did the week 1 through 17 comprised schedule of the entire NFL every game. 1 through 17, I told you just the games that I would circle on the calendar to watch. Now we're going division by division, telling you if a team schedule is certified tough or certified light. We did the entire NFC, and now we are back here on Wake Up Call to speak on the AFC. We're going to start in the AFC East with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are at Baltimore, Chargers at home at Minnesota, at Green Bay. Bills are certified tough. They got to play Jacksonville. They obviously have to play the Patriots twice. And somehow they find a way to beat them like once out of two. They have to play the Chargers. They have to play at Minnesota, at Baltimore, at Green Bay. Yeah. And they have to play at Houston. I'm going to say Bills are certified tough. Miami schedule. Tennessee Titans at home. Raiders at home. Bengals on the road. Packers on the road. Colts on the road. Vikings on the road. They got to play Jacksonville, too. I'm going to say Miami's certified tough. They have a more desirable schedule, but Miami also has a lot of woes right now, and their starting quarterback is coming back from a torn ACL. So this is going to be an interesting go at it for these teams. And I'm trying to be optimistic for you Miami fans out there, but I think I think this might be a tough this might this might be a tough go at it, and the fact that they've had a tough go at it in general. So I mean, the sky, they've been hurting themselves. They got rid of Jay Ajayi, Jarvis Landry, Ryan Tannehill has been injured. Those are your top three offensive players, and your schedule's intermediate. So I'm going to say certified tough schedule. New England Patriots, they're at the Jaguars, at the Lions, at the Bears, at the Bills, at the Titans, at the ja- yeah. <laughs> Besides at the Steelers and at the Jaguars, it's it's not a tough road contest. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say certified light. <clears throat> Once again, the New England Patriots get something nice thrown their way. They have to play the Packers, but they get to play them at home. They have to play the Minnesota Vikings, but they get to play them at home. So I mean, in your road games, really at Buffalo, at Chicago, at Detroit, whatever. So like I said, besides the Steelers and the Jaguars. And that Green Bay game, I and, and maybe Minnesota. I'm not too concerned about the Patriots. And if they lost all those games, they're still 12-4. and four. The Jets schedule at the Lions, at the Browns, at the Jaguars, at the Bears, at the Dolphins, at the Titans, at the Bills, at the Patriots at the end of the season. I would say that the Jets are kind of, who else do they have? They have the Broncos out of, conf, or out of division. They have the Vikings. I'm going to say that the Jets are certified light. If I'm Josh Rosen, I think that I'd like to be the quarterback of the of the Jets. Knowing that my schedule's not too bad this season, especially on the road. Jets are certified light. May not be a great team, but they got some good matchups. Certified light Jets schedule. AFC North, we'll start with the Ravens here. Check a look, take a look at the North. They're playing Buffalo at home. They're playing Denver at home. They're playing New Orleans at home. They're playing Oakland at home. Yeah, I mean that pretty much their toughest games are at home. I'm gonna say certified light for Baltimore. Cincinnati. It's all how Baltimore handles it, but 
you got the tough games at home. So I'm going to say certified light for Baltimore. Cincinnati is at Indy, at Carolina, at Atlanta, at Kansas City. I'm going to say certified tough. Cincinnati's got they got to stay healthy, and so they got some tough road games coming up. Cleveland's is at New Orleans, at Oakland, at Houston, at Denver. Not bad. It's not a bad schedule. I'm going to say, who are they? And they're at home. They have out of division. They have the Jets. They have the Chargers. I'm going to say Cleveland certified light. They got a light schedule. The Steelers are Kansas City at home, Atlanta at home, Carolina at home. They're at Jacksonville, at Denver, at Oakland. They have to play the Patriots. Besides the Patriots and the Jaguars, it's certified light. So, you know, those are only two games out of the 16. I'm going to say Steelers are certified light this year. The Houston Texans, let's go over to the AFC South now. Houston Texans are at the Patriots to start off the season. I'm like, certified tough. <laughs> so, the Houston Texans start the year off at New England. Now, mind you, Kansas City won the game in Foxborough in week one on the road. So, But New England's gotten to start the last two seasons at home. Must be nice. So, Houston, I'm going to say they're at Philadelphia. Depends on what Cleveland's doing, but they got Cleveland, but they're at home. They're at Washington. They have the Cowboys and the Bills. I'm going to say certified light. Outside of that Patriots game, I'm not too concerned for Houston. Indianapolis, they have Cincinnati at home, at Washington, at Philadelphia, at New England. Yeah, okay. Indianapolis is certified uh, tough. Pardon me. Certified tough. They do not. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so if I'm the Colts, I'm going, we have Jacksonville's gotten better. Houston has Deshaun Watson. Tennessee is bringing in a lot of talent. Can we just like maybe play Cincinnati seven times a year? Yeah, no. I Or the Jets. Wow. Yeah, the Colts have a tough schedule. Certified tough. Jacksonville at the Giants. New England at home. Pittsburgh at home. How about this? They got to play the two teams that they face in the AFC playoffs. They have to play all three teams that they faced in the AFC playoffs. They have to play at Buffalo from the wild card game. They have to play Pittsburgh at home, who they faced in the divisional game. They have to play New England at home, who they faced in the championship game. So Jacksonville is going to play all the teams that they faced in the playoffs most recently. And all of those games are out of division, which is a phenomenal test for them to prepare them for a run at the Super Bowl. And they got Pittsburgh at home. I don't mind having Buffalo on the road. And they have Houston, or pardon me, uh, New England at home. So I would say, looking at the road games, they're at Miami, at Buffalo, at Dallas, at Kansas City. I'm going to say certified light for Jacksonville. Tennessee, Tennessee's games, let's take a look at Tennessee and what they have. They have at Miami, not concerned about that. Philadelphia's at home. Baltimore's at home, at Buffalo. That could be like a 13-10 game probably. They're at the Chargers, but that's in London. They're just the away team in London. They have the Patriots, but that's at home. They're at the Colts. Obviously, home and away with the Colts. They have the Jets at home. I'm going to say certified light for Tennessee. They don't look that bad. Outside of the Philadelphia game, I'm not really concerned about them. So, certified light. 
And finally, the AFC West in the analysis of what teams have a certified tough schedule and what teams have a certified light schedule in the 2018-19 season, according to my analysis here on Wake Up Call. I'm going to say with the AFC West, the Denver Broncos, they get Seattle at home. They get, they get, they're going at Baltimore, at the Jets, Rams at, well, Rams home and away. Or pardon me, Rams at home. I'm sorry, I confused the Los Angeles teams. At Arizona, I can't, yeah, I, certified light. Certified light for Denver. They have Cleveland at home too. Kansas City is going to start off in division at the Chargers. Then they go at the Steelers. They have to face Jacksonville, but that's going to be a home game. They have to face the Niners. They're going to go at New England again. I'm going to say certified tough for Kansas City, who has to see what Pat Mahomes is going to do now. Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm excited about Pat Mahomes. I don't know if you guys are, but I am. Los Angeles Chargers. They're going to face off at Buffalo, at at the Rams, so staying in L.A. They have San Fran at home. They have Oakland at home in division and on the road. They're at Cleveland. I'm going to say certified light for the Chargers. The Raiders, with the return of John Gruden, they have the Rams on Monday night to start off the season, but that's at home. So John, the return of John Gruden is going to happen at home in Oakland in, in week number one on Monday Night Football. And then they have, they have at Miami, they have the Cleveland Browns at home, they have Seattle in London, so that helps because they don't have to play the 12th man in Washington. Then they have at the Niners, they have to play the Steelers, but that's at home. I'm going to say certified light for Oakland. So there does it. That is your full analysis of the NFL schedule. We went week by week, week 1 through 17, and I told you what games to circle on your calendar and make sure that you have written down for every single week. I picked at least one game each week, if not multiple, for most of them. And then we went team by team, division by division, telling you what team's schedule is certified tough and what team's schedules are certified light. That coming from Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in a full analysis. And we did it all within an hour and a half. I'm very surprised we got it done. So let's make it happen, folks. I appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, baby, yeah! And being a part of the show. Thank you so much for being a part of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here on WakeUpCallDT.com and on MixLR.com backslash DT. We'll talk with you on Tuesday coming up here. Tuesday, April 24th. Very excited. As always, the ingredients to success will round out the show. And we will be getting into the American Athletic Conference, my conversation with all 12 of the coaches representing American Athletic Football. You will hear from every single coach coming up on tomorrow's show, Tuesday, April 24th. You will hear from every one of the coaches. And those coaches are... Mike Norvell of Memphis, Kenny Amatololo of Navy, Sonny Dykes of SMU, Randy Etzel of UConn, Scotty Montgomery of ECU, Philip Montgomery of Tulsa, Major Applewhite of Houston, Luke Fickle of Cincinnati, Charlie Strong of South Florida, Jeff Collins of Temple, Josh Heupel of UCF, 
and Willie Fritz of Tulane, who has an extended conversation with me to round them all out. You'll hear from every single coach from the American Athletic on tomorrow's broadcast, as well as the ingredients to success. Proudly brought to you by Utica Beats, a company. And we will see you tonight at Chick-fil-A Cicero on 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, New York. The only Chick-fil-A in upstate New York, so you can't miss it. We'll see you there at 6 p.m. tonight, Monday, April 23rd, to celebrate CNS Boys Lacrosse. We look forward to having you out there, and we look forward to having you on the air as well. Make sure you stay in touch on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. God bless. Have a phenomenal day. And remember to be good to yourself and treat others how you'd want to be treated. And treat yourself how you'd want someone to treat you well. Have some self-esteem and self-confidence. And please, please, please be good to yourself. God bless you all, and I'll talk with you tomorrow morning. And I'll see you tonight at 6 p.m. at Chick-fil-A.